Ben was kind of young. It was really before Ben was diagnosed. And the funny part of that is that church had been there for 50 years, never had one lock on the nursery door until they met Ben. And then he escaped so much, they had to put locks on all the nursery doors. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Welcome to, to Raise Typical. Typical. Here he is, Dan Hartraft. Dan Hartraft, my brother. Uh, thank you everyone for uh, coming on the show here and joining mm -hmm. us. We are excited to be doing the show with you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're testing out some new stuff today. Oh, yeah. So bear with us as we uh, manage the flexibility. We call it roll with the punches. Yeah, roll with the punches is a good way of putting it. Um, so hopefully we'll see all your your comments and posts and whatnot. Um, yeah. But we wanted to do a brief intro to talk a little bit about the show and explain kind of what the show is yeah. and what the point of the show is and what we're trying to do with the show yeah. uh, before we bring our guest on yeah. for the, this week. Absolutely. So I'll give you a little bit of my idea and then I'll let Ben speak for a little bit. Um, but basically, for those who weren't aware, Ben had done a live show in the past, mm -hmm. and um, I really wanted to do something with Ben. And so through various uh, life events that all kind of took place at once, we find ourselves in a place where we could have our own show. And so we sat down and started talking about our ideas and kind of what we thought would be a fun show. And we realized that one of the things that Ben has done for us as a family is taking our concept of normal and every time we think something might not happen or we try to keep Ben's perspective on things grounded, yeah. he always throws it out the window and something crazy happens and something amazing happens. And so the concept for the show was raised typical and the idea that raised with a Z, so R-A-Z-E-D, means to destroy. Um, it's used a lot in old-timey English, and you'll hear it in like fantasy novels, like they yeah. raised the castle. Like raised the castle, or like King Arthur used to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I always thought that was strange, that raised meant to destroy mm. in that definition. I did not know that. I know, it's very weird, right? Interesting. But we also thought it'd be a fun play on words, because Ben You learn something new every day. Right. Yeah. Yep. And Ben was uh, in a lot of ways not raised normal or raised typical. Yeah. So it's a little bit of play on words. Uh, but the idea is the things that we thought were typical or normal, as soon as we kind of threw those out the window, we started to see some amazing things happen. And with our conversation with other people, we've seen a lot of other people that have done the same. Mm -hmm. And that kind of removal of of normal or typical um, has has often led to success for other people mm -hmm. and so our goal is to bring guests on and and just really talk to them about their experiences yeah. and maybe how they've raised typical in their own lives and what they've learned from that whether that led to success or failure and try to share that wisdom with anybody who might be interested in watching so that's the brief kind of better overview of, of the show yeah overseeing yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly 
So what, what do you think about that, Ben? Uh, you know, I wanted to see piggyback on what you said. You know, I am so excited that we are finally starting our own show um, together. And I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be successful. Um, you know, as somebody who's on the spectrum, I went through a rot. And, you know, my brother here, Dan, is not on the spectrum, but he's neurotypical, but he has mm -hmm. dyslexia. But he was raised differently, but I was raised differently. But, you know, because I go to a theme park, we get to go up the exit. But, you know, we didn't, I'm so thankful we don't have to wait in lines at theme parks. So, sure. They, so, it's like, kind of like going through, how do I say it? No, I see, I see what you're saying, Ben. So, just the idea that there, there has been um, different ways of functioning, yeah. right, together. And even though Ben was raised in a home with two neurotypicals, me and my older brother... Um, he still affected the way we were raised, and we affected the way that he was raised. Um, and so that's a big part of our, our growing up. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of, of who we're having on the show today, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but the show really has developed out of what Ben's been doing with... Schools. What? I spoke at a school today. Shout out to Buckingham Elementary School. Mm -hmm. Golden Knights. Yeah. Um, I went to North Penn, so it reminded me of the Knights, so... Yep. I mean, North Penn is undefeated right now. Yeah, um, there you, know, you go. They're playing TV South Saturday, uh, Friday night. There you go. So, yeah, we said we'd give a, a shout-out to uh, Buckingham Knights. And, yeah. And Ben had a good time speaking there today. Oh, I, it was a blast. You know, I love the autistic support classes. Um, I like the kids there, and I think they were pretty amazing. And yeah. A couple of kids came up, and they said, can I have your autograph? And I'm like, well, yeah, I, you're famous. You just signed a bunch of autographs today. I was like, today. my hand was getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, so it funny. was, it was great. Uh, but yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the counselor and the kids. Yeah. Uh, the autistic support kids and, um, and shout out to the Eagles, uh, you know, providing the Eagles Autism Challenge medals. Yeah. Um, and th thank you for sharing the post today, Eagles Autism. They did a great job by sharing that post yeah. about a show and, um, I'm so thankful for working with them at the organization. Yeah. So it's going to be kind of twofold. The, Ben promotes the show when he goes and speaks and, and we're going to try to do our best to you know, promote Ben speaking while on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll kind of, you know, throw a little piece of that in here and there. Yeah. Um, stuff we've seen. And, you know, we'll, maybe this wall will change up. Maybe we'll have a, a, some stuff that these students make for us. Or who knows? We'll see that's, as, as that's the a great idea. time goes on. Um, and we get new writing in here. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Who we'll knows? Like get get a, a, a great production studio. Yeah, we'll uh, buy a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get uh, uh, Moxie, Moxie to sponsor us first. Uh, shout and out then, to Moxie. I'm hoping they will sponsor us one day. Yeah, there you or, go. Or, or Red Bull. Or, or, or Ollie's, right? Or Ollie's. Ollie's. Uh -huh. Or We Sports Resort. Yeah, there you go. That's our, our biggest sponsor right now is We Sports Resort, for sure. Allowing us to use their, their land to uh, record... Or do a conference there. That'd be fun. Would you imagine if we did a conference at Wii Sports for, Resort? For those of you who are very out of the loop, uh, for years, me and Ben have played the Wii game, Wii Sports Resort, mm -hmm. and we would sleep downstairs on the couches, and Ben would have to call our home phone... Mr. Smith. Uh, <laughs> and, ...and make a reservation for Wii Sports Resort. And so, uh, even though that has been like 12 years in the running. It was 2009 we started it, when it first came out. There you go. So many, many years in the running, uh, Ben still loves to uh, talk about it and make it a very common reoccurrence for us. Um, but we hope that gives you a, a better understanding of what the show is and what we'll be doing with the show. 
like I said before, I'm I'm learning as I do all this, mm -hmm. and so you know the the tech piece and the tech side will develop uh, each episode. I think we'll get a little better with yeah. the tech piece, um, but it's a it's a labor of love and something that me and Ben are both excited to participate in. So we look forward to doing a show for you, and we hope that you all enjoy it. Uh, we've got some comments coming in on Facebook. Thanks for all uh, all the viewers. Uh, we see Riley Bowers here, Ben. Yeah, Riley! Thanks for being a guest last week, Riley. We appreciate that last show. Uh, we've got a bunch of other people in the comments. We appreciate all of those. And we want to make sure that you guys know this is really uh, meant to be an open discussion. Mm -hmm. And so if you have questions or comments, we try to have all of that stuff up um, and readable. So post a comment or a question as we get into uh, talking to the guests. And we'll do our best to to pull out questions and, and ask our guests as the time allows. Mm. Um, is there anything else pressing, Ben? That you're no, I mean, to say? I wanted to say I had a fun day today. Um, I am looking forward to going to Giant tomorrow. We just started the uh, popcorn in the Giant food stores, which yeah. is nice. Shout out to Popcorn for the People. Um, they are a great organization. Did you know, Dan? They hire people with autism. Oh, really? And they and they're a nonprofit. Okay. And they are, and the money goes back to helping people employ people with autism. Cool. And they make the popcorn handmade. Very cool. So the Eagles actually, the CFO of the Eagles found him okay. at a records game. Record, records, records game. Okay. So uh, shout out to Frank and Popcorn for the People. I think they, yeah. um, I'm hoping to sell out more tomorrow. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and ben, shout out to the giant company too with what yeah, they're doing. Ben's very passionate about Popcorn for the People. And it makes sense. They're, they're really trying to employ people with special needs mm -hmm. and, and provide jobs for um, people who are, have a hard time finding maybe a, a typical job. Yeah. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to hop into our, our guests that we have on the show here. And our guests today, Ben, are who? So I'll read the introduction. Sandy okay. and Gwen Hartramp, and I can say it because you're my parents, <laughs> uh, have been married for 30 years. Wow, that's impressive. And they have been proud parents of three young men. Sandy works as a, a certified diabetes educator at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Yay, chop! And my father, Gwen Hartramp, is a software developer at SAP NS2. So, no secrets in our house. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my parents, Sandy and Gwen Hartramp. Thank you for welcoming to, welcome to Race Typical. First question I had for you is, we, this is a fun one. Okay. The, I think the best way to get to know somebody is through their taste buds. What is your favorite restaurant to eat at? A quick answer to our question is Texas Roadhouse for mom, roadies for me up the mountain. So what's the next question? Perfect, perfect. My next question, and this was a, a, a theme we were going with to start it out, was we wanted to have Ben's first question for every guest will be that. And my first question, I think the best way to get to know somebody is to find out what makes them mad. So my question is, what's something that makes you mad? So I think injustice. So if I'm watching a movie and something's unfair or unjust, that just raises my blood pressure. I'm watching the news. Any kind of injustice at all is something that really makes me angry. So I agree with mom on that one, but I also, when my kids don't listen to me, it gets me really <laughs> That was his first answer. <laughs> Yes, very, very good. Oh, my word. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's something, actually, it's funny. I, I just heard it, it was from a, an anime, believe it or not. But one of the main characters said that that's the best way to know, get to know somebody is to find out what makes them angry. 
I like it. Um, and so I figured it'd be a good starter question. Um, so we want to thank you first, Mom and Dad, for being on the show. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a bunch of different questions for you, and I think we're going to do our best to uh, make a mix of, of harder questions and easy questions, but we'll, we'll just keep diving in since we got cut for time there a bit. Um, so one of the ways that we define ourselves is by what we do in our free time. Uh, so I'm wondering what some of your, one of your hobbies are or your favorite hobby. I think we'll go with that, what your favorite hobby is. So I love to read in my spare time. I love that a book can take you far away, different places, different times. I love that the characters are waiting right there for me when I have to take a break and come back to it. And Dan, mm, yeah. you'll agree with me, the worst thing is reading a book that has a, a sequel coming that isn't written yet. And those characters yes. have to wait for a very long time to get the mm. next one. Yes, oh. so true. <laughs> so, so for me, it's spending... It's not really a hobby, but spending time with family, being able to just do something outside with them, whether it's, you know, uh, throwing the ball around or going to a movie or just sitting around, you know, watching a, a movie together or TV together, whatever that is. So. Like Transformers or NCIS. Ben, do you have a question? Oh uh, yeah, I do. I just want to say, I mean, I, I I hope Gibbs can watch this or Mark Harmon can watch this one day. I'm just kidding. Okay, all right, all right. Back to seriousness. One of my hobbies is I like to meet people. Where were you ever worried about me talking to strangers or interacting with other people with special needs? Has that feeling changed today or not? So we we were always once you started learning to talk and being able to interact with, with people, we were concerned that, you know, some people would take advantage of that situation. And so we always had to keep an eye on you, whether or not you were safe. So that was really the first concern with, with that was the safety issue. And that there was just, sometimes you think you've completely explained something and then it kind of hits you in the face. So Ben um, was, working with somebody on Facebook that he had never met and they were going to be at the same amusement park. They were going to meet to ride on a ride together. And I said, well, Ben, that, you know, that's a stranger. It's fine if you ride a ride together, but you, you can't ever go anywhere with them. He's like, he's not a stranger. He's my friend because on Facebook, the word is friend. And so even though we felt like we had completely covered that topic, it just kind of, all right, we need to revisit that. And so make sure that, that we're very clear for his safety. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. I was just trying to find. Okay, I like to. I like. I like saying I get to go to work today. What's your favorite thing to do at work, and why do you like it? So I get to spend my days working with families who um, have children with type one diabetes, and it's not easy uh, living with a chronic disorder. And it makes me really um, proud of what I do and happy what I do when I finally explain something in a way that makes a difference, or you see a light bulb go off and the person really understands what's happening and it can make a, a difference in their outcome. Yeah. So um, I work with software and so <clears throat> I do bug fixes. So I felt like I had to come down and, and help you with that audio problem that you had and try to resolve that. So my when, I, when I'm able to say, hey, that solved that issue, that really makes me feel good at, at work that I'm able to help a customer or a person to resolve their issues. Yeah, I know for me, I'm, uh, you guys know I'm, I'm working on, on 
teaching myself coding and I've got a lot of friends that code mm -hmm. and I really relate to that because one thing that I hate is not knowing what the problem is like it's not working mm -hmm. and I don't know what the problem is or how to fix it yeah. and then finally I fix it and the feeling of fixing the problem outweighs the frustration of not knowing how to solve the problem so like you could be I can be endlessly frustrated because as long as I eventually figure it out that feeling outweighs right. the, the frustration. Figuring it out is the key. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, yes, let's do this. All right, so when I was younger, I, I, asked, I, I asked you, what is autism? What is your reaction when, you, when I asked you that question? So I think there was two levels of response to that. The first was, wow, that he's self-aware enough to know um, that he has autism. So it was kind of exciting to know that we could explain it. Um, and then there was a little bit of sadness because we had to be able to tell him that um, his brain worked differently and things probably were going to be a little harder for him. Um, so kind of a, a balance between those two things. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised when he asked kind of thing, you know. But, but I think it really helps to be able to explain it. And I think Dan and you and Glenn, we had to do that a little earlier to, to explain it to you guys. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something I, I remember um, early on. And like, it was weird that we had to have a conversation about it. Like, I just, I remember that was never something we talked about before, right? And I wasn't super old, but I just remember being like, oh, this is weird that we have to talk about like, He's different. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I was diagnosed with autism at two years old. You've been my parents for eight years already. How did the diagnosis change change your parents' style, parenting style? So I don't know that it really changed it. But I think it solidified it because what we found was we needed to definitely be on the same page and be consistent because any crack in the, in the armor was taken advantage of. And so we really had to have um, conversations that we were on the same page um, and then present that united front. Right. So if we disagreed, we never did it in public, we would you know, support each other. And then if it was something we really needed to discuss, we would do that in private. The other thing too, Ben, um, I think it helped to have Dan and Glenn who were older so that mm -hmm. we had some kind of frame of reference that we could use. You know, every, every person is different and can have different qualities and so forth. But um, when we knew, you know, somebody was supposed to walk or talk or do certain things at a certain level um, and you weren't able to do that, we had some kind of frame of reference for that. So yeah. that, <clears throat> that was really helpful. I think if Ben was first, we would have been had it a different attitude Huge. Um, towards, you know, trying yeah. to help him. Yeah. So. And then Dan, even when you were diagnosed with <clears throat> dyslexia, that kind of entered us into the world of special education. So we already knew some so, of the battles you know, that we had to fight him, and, so. yeah. and, the, and then the Dan, even and places and things. So that helped kind of even lay the groundwork for what we had to do for Ben. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being uh, something that we talked about as uh, I, when I was older. I remember you, Mom, had showed me the binder um, that you had full of, like, just, like, legal and school and, like, information documents. And I was like, whoa, I have a whole binder? And then, and then you're like, yeah, Ben has, like, four. And, <laughs> and so it was like, you know, this whole process you guys went through. And then, you know, for Ben, it definitely prepped that, that Actually, for sure. 
I, I have a question about the IEP stuff. Yeah. So I was chatting with one of my the people from the Talk Institute, and they are an amazing organization. They taught me how to read. So when I was elementary school, how did you felt like, like what was your feeling like when the school said you're never going to read or write? Well, what was your thoughts and your reactions? Kind of led me into the um, when you the next question you were going to ask was something about what was the hardest thing and and for me we always wanted to maximize what you could do but not frustrate you and so there was always this thing like okay if you really can't learn to read we can accept that we can live with that but I could never live with that if you could and I didn't press so where is that line where do you press 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 to try and maximize but not frustrate and that is really um, how I felt about it so I, I wasn't happy that they, they kind of weren't going in the right direction, but so thankful that God brought the right person in to send us in a different direction so that we could achieve that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was really frustrated that, you know, to me, reading is really the key to, to success. So even if you can read at a certain level, you're able to drive, you're able to vote, you're able to do those things that are part of society. And I, I, we were at a really a roadblock at, at not knowing what to do, um, you know, until, you know, Ben talks about it a lot in his talk, that special angel came by and said, hey, I can teach you how to read. So, And then that you know, school they, saved my life, the Talk Institute, and I know you went to the burn of the teeth of the school district, so that's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think... It's something I, I mean, you guys know this, but I, I work with special needs adults and I, I've heard that so many times across the board of, of where's that line of what they're capable of and what they're not capable of and how much do you push and, and how much is too much and what's not enough. Um, and even, you know, I've said this about Ben many times, but there are definitely issues that Ben have that are special needs related. And then there are issues that Ben has that are just human related that all humans struggle with, and that kind of uh, desire um, or, or, you know, whatever nature you, you may want to call it, um, you see that, and all the time I'm like, guys, like, that that's just Ben being human, you know? Uh, I see that in my clients, too, where they, they struggle in that same way. Along with that, because he was a little delayed, those different typical pieces happened like later. So when you see a 12 year old acting like a, an eight year old, you're like, wow, why are they acting like that? But that's, that's typical eight year old behavior, but he didn't do it until he was 12. And then, you know, teenage behaviors, but you're, he's in his twenties acting like a teenager. So yeah, those kind of things just developmentally are different. Uh, uh, yeah. The other thing that I just thought of is Ben has a learning disability mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's a disability. It's not a delay. Right. So there's going to be things that he can't do that because of that, you know, disability mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, that we had to try to work around and, and, and adjust to. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 for sure. We got one more question in this line. I knew you found out I had autism. There was, there were not many books to read about, about it. What was your, what was something that you were worried about? after reading the books and you couldn't find how you felt after that now. 
So I went to my go-to, I love to read. So when I found out, it was a relief to finally have a diagnosis. So I went for that book and I'm like, I'm going to find the book that tells me how to handle this and what the outcome is. And that book doesn't exist. <laughs> so if anybody else is looking for it, it's not written. And it can be written because if you line up a hundred people with autism, you have a hundred different uh, versions and shades of it um, and what might work well for one person might actually make something else work uh, worse so it was really hard not to be able to put a plan in place and, and part of that was my nurse in me I wanted to have a diagnosis I want to have a treatment plan and I want to have an outcome and that didn't fit with autism either so that was um, really frustrating but I get I gathered lots of information from lots of different places and it helps you try different things and you see if this might work and you see if you have benefit um, and then if not, you move on to something else. And that's, so go ahead, Dad. No, go ahead. I was going to say, that's why I'm excited about when you write the book, Mom. I'm hoping it comes out soon. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, no, that's a good plug. Mom Mom has uh, written a book, and it's a lot about Ben's journey and, and what it was like to uh, parent Ben and actually parent all three of us while parenting Ben. Um, and just some of the crazy stories that we love to tell uh, at family gatherings <laughs> so we're, we're in the process uh, we have a, a literary agent and hopefully we're still waiting to hear on some publications but we anytime we can plug that we gotta get mom's book published and right i appreciate that i would encourage people though the reason that it even started was my sister-in-law debbie gave me a journal when ben was diagnosed and she said just you know keep keep notes and it was so helpful i don't write it in every day maybe once a month sometimes months would go by but when something significant happened i would write it down and it really helped in the down times to go back and look at the successes and how god brought things together and how it worked out to give you confidence and hope that the next hard thing would um, be helpful too. And now it's really fun to go back and read some of the funny stories. Um, just, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of great things that happened along the way as, as well as the hard things. Yeah. And, and when I was able to read through her journal, there's things I've forgotten, you know, and it's so easy to forget those things and it could be sad things. It could be happy things and it could be accomplishments, um, things that we've totally frustrated us, but you know, to be able to see things that from that perspective of how far Ben has come, has really been, been helpful. I'll have. tell you one funny story that I had completely forgotten about. Ben one day was really fussing about going to school. He didn't want to go. And I just finally said to him, look, Ben, it's against the law. You have to go to school. You have to go to school. And he said, well, why do I have to go to school? Are the police going to come and get me? And at that moment, he looked out and his bus had pulled up and there was a police car behind it. Just random. <laughs> he's like, and he got his little backpack and he went down the bus. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whoever sent that police car, thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that. Um, so uh, I'm gonna. That was funny. I'm skip I, I think I remember that story. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I'm gonna skip that? ahead a couple questions oh. here um, since I, I snafu'd on the audio. But something that I'm interested in and we talked about when we were coming up with questions was Ben at a young age, you know, we mentioned him talking, asking about autism and him having it, how it made him different. Um, and that was something that you two had to tell your parents. Um, we know that, you know, people who are watching the show or listening to the show in the future, um, they may have to have that discussion with their parents. So we're wondering, you know, what, what was your experience there? And then if you had any advice for people who may have to talk to their own parents about their children now. Clearly my parents, I mean, and Sandy's parents too, were very happy to have grandchildren. 
Um, and then when we had to have that discussion, it was, you know, first we, we, we thought there was a hearing issue with, with Ben. And then, and then we had to have the discussion, you know, that he has autism. And 20 years ago or 21 years ago now, no one really knew what exactly that was. And, 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 and so it was the unknown. People knew some people with autism, but it really didn't know what exactly. It was more, in, you know, people in, in, in that were held in an institution than, than at home. So that was really a hard discussion that I had to have with my dad and my mom. Mostly my dad, because... Uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that he knew that Ben was special, but I didn't know how he was going to take it. Um, wow. I um, have a lazy eye, and and my dad, when I, when I was probably about five or six years old, um, they tried to to correct that, but they couldn't. And my dad was very angry at that. So when I heard about Ben with autism, I thought, well, man, he's going to really take that really, really hard. Wow. And, and I, I really didn't know what his reaction was, but he, he, he just, I don't know whether it was just old age, but was able to, <laughs> you know, accept it and say, Hey, we will be with you guys and help you out. So, wow. That, yeah. And that, they, they have a special relationship with all of you. I'm so thankful for their input in our lives. And I guess if I was talking to other people, no, don't be afraid, be honest, you know, share the information that you can and then let them in. Like a lot of people are afraid to let other people care for their child because they're the only ones who can keep them safe. Yeah. You need that respite. You need support. You need mm -hmm. other people to be a part of it. Um, and then, you know, to have them uh, be on board so that again, that consistency so many times you'll hear this over and over again, people get, oh, your kid's just bad. They're just naughty. And they don't understand that there's so much happening that's causing the behavior. Yeah. Um, so you need even the grandparents and the aunts and uncles to understand they're not being bad. This is what's happening. This is how we have to deal with it. So to, to very grateful that we have extended family in our area that was involved in everybody's life. Yeah. And I would encourage those who are listening, if they have opportunities, especially with those who don't have family in the area to help help their neighbors, help their yeah. friends with those situations, especially like being able to, you know, give them a, a, a night out or something like that, that, that can really help be, be helpful with them. Um, you know, and, and, and Dan, I, I, you know, we heard the story this morning about, you know, when Ben was talking that a parent shared with their kid that, that he has autism because Ben's coming to the school to talk about that. Yeah. And that. And that's absolutely important you, you don't want to have your child become 23 and say, oh, I have autism. Why didn't you tell me I have autism? Because I, I think it's important to be honest and, and, and to be forthright with them. So we had to, I had to do that with my mom and dad and Sandy had to do the same thing. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. there has to be an acceptance there. And I know some families, it's very hard uh, that, that, that is accept, accepted, but, I think it's important that it's 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 done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We got a a good question here from uh, Colleen Bauer. I believe that's the momager, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she asked if we have any family who uh, don't accept Ben's diagnosis, which I thought was interesting. 
Yeah, I can't think of anybody. I mean, and we are just so different, Dan. We've talked about this before. Yeah. We have extended family. It, within 15 minutes, we can get to almost everybody. Um, and they've been very involved in the life. So we haven't really had any negative um, interactions or responses. I think it actually, I mean, if I look back at my sister, I think she even said that, you know, before we even knew that there was probably, she suspected something, but she didn't know how to, to tell us because you know, she didn't know for sure. And she was in special ed and she said she just thought there might be something there. So yeah. she actually was relieved when we talked to her about yeah. it because, you know, then then you were able to move forward with a plan. Kind yeah, of. yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm so thankful for our aunts, Aunt Wenda and Aunt Debbie, Maureen, my grandma, grandma, Mark Rampton, them. I just think they are incredible. What they, um, <laughs> try not to cry, but they showed me God's love in many different ways. Except Uncle Don is very funny too. You know mm-hmm. when we sing when we sing Old Dan Tucker sometimes in the car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we have had very good experiences with our family, and I I said in the past it's very funny to me because I didn't realize how like strange my family life was until I got to college and I met some friends and and I was like what do you mean you're not seeing your family at Thanksgiving like what do you mean they're not coming over for Christmas like it's very strange to me because they would like our extended family was always around and we've been very blessed in that way um, I think I think that's helped Ben's Ben's growth and and development. Um, in a yeah, lot I'm of so thankful too. to him live in another state because I I don't know what we would have been do- doing. Yeah, like yeah, another yeah, a lot of, <laughs> very true, very true. Um, another thing that has been very um, inc- very important for Ben's development and, and even you know mine and Glenn's as well um, has been your personal faith as parents. Um, but managing parenting and managing your own personal faith, I think, can be a challenge. Um, how how did you guys account for not only having three kids and your own personal faith, but also having a child with special needs, kids, your own personal faith, and then trying to find a church? Like, I, I you know, for me, it's I'm so picky in a lot of ways, and, and it can be hard for me to find a church that I'm really happy with. Um, so, you know, how do you manage all of that at once? So we started at a church and we picked it because they had a wonderful children's ministry. It was just thriving. And you and Glenn were, you know, in your just elementary years and Ben was kind of young. And it was really before Ben was diagnosed. And the funny part of that is that church had been there for 50 years, never had one lock on the nursery door until they met Ben. And then he escaped so much, they had to put locks on all the nursery doors. And so in the midst of his diagnosis, there were no special needs classes. So there was a couple of other families there and we tried to put something together, but it was really a failure because it was the parents of these special needs kids who were living with them 24 seven and then trying to create something on Sunday to minister the kids. And we were just exhausted. And so that just, the whole thing just did not work well. And then we got to the point where we found a a church that had a wonderful special needs ministry, but Dan, you were in high school and we're like, we're not going to rip him out of this friend group um, to move to something to meet Ben's needs. You know, so we waited until you graduated from high school, but he was going on a Wednesday night to the other church and then he finally said why don't we go here on Sundays I'm like I don't know why don't we go here on Sundays? <laughs> and so I, I think we made those decisions because we were solid in our faith but we were so you know wanting to pour that into you guys um, and the, the church that we attend now I just I can't say enough about 
the priority that they put on special needs ministries because families that have kids with special needs, they just drop out. There's, it's just too much work. You know, they don't want this, the looks when they're noisy in the church service. They don't mm. want, you know, to have to leave in the middle. Yeah. Of, so they just don't go. Um, so to have a ministry where they have, you know, special classes or buddy programs, if that's what they prefer, but they actually have a paid staff person to run that ministry. It's just unheard of. And so we're so thankful for it. And they also have like a respite time, which is yeah. really helpful for, you know, we don't need that right now, but when younger at a younger age, they definitely need that respite time yep. where they go out and have a date, those kind of and things. And the kids are safe and cared for. Kids are sick. Yeah. Safe. yeah. And the other piece, Dan, with the faith piece is prayer, prayer, prayer. Yeah. yeah. Say that another 10 times is, you know, we spent a lot of time in prayer, um, giving it up to, to God and giving it over to God. And, you know, there's been times when I didn't give it over to God and I'm like, you know, I'm really frustrated and I'm like, why didn't I give it over? But, yeah. you know, it, it, the faith piece of it, I think has really been helpful for both of us to, to be able to share with you guys and with the church has been able to help us too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. For sure. Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on that question. And speaking of, of Calvary, um, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that tomorrow is their candy jam. Mm, okay. And if they wanted to, and they're having a sensory candy jam thing tomorrow night. So if you're interested in going out, it's at the Calvary Church, Saturday, 113. And they're gonna, there's going to be like free candy, and then there's going to be like food you could buy. And okay. yeah, so it's a great event. I'm volunteering there tomorrow. So come on out and. Um, I think there's good, it's for the kids, and I think it's for special needs kids, too, if you want to work at their information or website. Yeah, very cool. So, Ben, has, has Calvary been important to you anyway, Ben? Yeah, Calvary has been a great ministry. Um, I'm just so blessed um, because the first time I went there, it was 2012. It was 10, 10 years ago, and I remember going in, and I'm like, I love this. And then Calvary's just been, like, Going to the other church was really hard because I didn't make a lot of friends and, you know, I really didn't know about the time about how this would work and stuff. And then I never heard of this disability ministry. So then I remember going there and I'm like, I love this church. So I really talk about it a lot and they are incredible. And, and then the, the girl who runs at Young Adults, uh, Courtney, shout out to Courtney. Um, she is actually works in the bridge ministry now too. So I think it's really cool how, um, a lot of people just come in and just help. Yeah. Just for clarity, Dan, it's, it's Calvary church of Soderton mm -hmm. right, in Pennsylvania. I don't know who's all listening. Yeah. Like, true. Have true. International <laughs> listening Calvary church of Soderton and the bridge, it's called the bridge ministry. So that's the disability ministry that they have. And it goes up to age 35. To 35. So, you know, their emphasis was more on the, the younger side and they keep on increasing as they go yeah. along. So. Yeah. I think Ben hit on a real important topic there that you'll find with many special needs and that's that desire for friendship. Everybody wants friends um, and it's really hard. The one school Ben went to is an hour away. It's hard to have a play date when you're driving, you know, to Reading from <laughs> Lansdale. Um, and so those things are really difficult. And then that's really what that ministry provides. It's like a youth group opportunity, um, but it's fun and it's engaging and there's, there's friendships that are made and there's typical teens that serve in there. So, I think that really meets a need. And it's safe. So yeah. we didn't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. So, so something that I'm, I want to throw at you guys, and you may not have an answer to this, and that's fine, but we've definitely been blessed in the sense that we've we've had these kind of services in faith and, and services in, in special needs that are, that are local enough that we can partake in. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to someone that maybe doesn't have that uh, chance to have oh. that local service? I was going to say one more thing before you. Yeah, sure. I was going to say there's another... Um, ministry called Bethesda, See Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they are a great ministry and they meet on Zoom on Monday nights and then they also, and they also, their daughter, um, Kim, Kim Paul and Joe Miller has a daughter with autism mm -hmm. and she talks on, and she uses her iPad and they are, are a great ministry as well and they talk, and they talk about how they use the Bible, they do drawing and I, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, Risha is a great friend of mine, and they do a great job with the ministry there, too. So there's two things I was thinking of. One is we got involved really young with Special Olympics um, basketball, and I loved going to that because mm. I sat and talked to those moms. And those were moms of kids who were a little older than Ben, and they would mention something like, wait, I don't know what that is. What is that? And so finding people that are just a little ahead on the journey can really feed you. It may, may not be stuff that you need, but there's always information that you can glean from them. Um, and then just like back in the day, we didn't have no internet, right? So yeah. There is so much accessibility now and there's more opportunity because there's more diagnosis. So I think there's a lot more available. Um, it's really just finding, you know, what's available, what fits into your, to your uh, schedule, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and Dan, what the hard part is uh, we, we would go an hour if we, yeah. if we knew that this was something that was important. I mean, even yourself with dyslexia, I mean, we took you to a lot of tutors, you know, yeah. And, and, and so that's important that, that there is a commitment there to help, you know, your special needs son or daughter with whatever, you know, that will, will be helpful, um, you know, with that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know what else? I, I just feel like when you talk about reading, Wilson actually helped me out too, the phonics after the association method. So yeah. I made it all the way to book 12 in the Wilson program. Yeah, yeah. So something that's very interesting that we touched on a little bit with Riley when we had her on the show, and I think it's a pretty hot topic now, but people are really interested in, in advocacy and, and who can advocate for those with special needs. And we're not going to you know, necessarily tap on who is the right person to advocate, but Ben, being someone who has the ability to speak and has a platform to speak on, um, he can advocate for himself. Um, we just kind of want to know from a parent's perspective, what does it mean to be an advocate for autism? Yeah. I, I was just thinking of one thing that dad made all of you guys do very from a very young age is to be um, strong enough to speak up for yourself. So as simple as I don't like the happy meal toy that I got I already have this one at home. Okay. We'll go up to the counter and ask politely if you can have a different one. So it wasn't mm. important enough for you to do it. So you would advocate for yourself. I mean, that's a very simple explanation of advocacy. Um, but I think that the people who absolutely can advocate for themselves should and there are people that need somebody to do it for them so if you have the power to do it you do everything you can and for those that can't that's what we're champions for yeah and, and, and i would take it a step further in the sense that maybe that that person couldn't advocate or can't advocate for themselves but if they can communicate somehow to the parent 
that's important too. So if, you know, uh, a stupid example is cookies. You know, if that person doesn't like chocolate chip cookies, I would hope that they would be able to say either or, or, or indicate that. So there's that that's a small kind of advocacy for themselves. And you just try to build on, on that, that there's things that that are hurtful sometimes and, and let us, you know, let them know and the parents can try to step in and help. Yeah. One other story when Ben was going through his post 12 and they were trying different programs, they asked what kind of things he liked and he circled manufacturing. So I don't know what that meant in his mind create roller coasters well what it meant was he was bagging nuts and bolts and he's like uh-uh this is like i do not like this at all you know he had to stick it out but okay we checked the box uh, but he had to express this is not what i like to do i don't want to continue to do this and you know he wasn't able necessarily to just get out of it but he spoke up and advocated for himself in that we switched a couple of days we switched mm -hmm. to like two days a week and, and speaking of high school um you know i just wanted to say you know when i was a junior I had a great English teacher, but then my senior year, I really wanted English in the morning. So I advocated my last day of school at North Penn, and I said, I really want this English teacher. So I pushed really hard, and if I didn't advocate, I would have never gotten him. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, it's funny. I, I remember the, the Happy Meals toys, and I'd never thought about it in the context of advocacy, but I remember that. I remember you guys saying, like, oh, all right, well, then go go, go tell them you want a different one if that's the issue. Um, and then that very clearly became uh, a factor as to if it really matters to you, you will speak out against it. Um, and I think that's, you know, a very simple example, but clearly autism awareness matters highly to Ben mm -hmm. because it's something that he's always talking about and always wants to participate in. Um, and I think that is something that's important that I've seen from you guys as parents as well. And I've heard it from dad even today. Like if Ben wasn't interested in it, then we wouldn't be doing it. No. Um, I mean, that's just what the company's all about. It's right. about promoting. And, you know, I love talking to schools, businesses, and organizations. Right. And Dan, I'm hoping to get on Ellen one more time. Oh, we're open. <laughs> ben. I hope you can hear me. I hope you can hear me, Ellen. 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 I feel like we're obligated as the family to say, I don't know, Ben. Because things don't happen unless we say that, you know? Like, if, if, if we say, oh, it's going to happen, Ben, it doesn't. So we have to doubt you before it happens. And then meet the president, you know. It, actually, Joe Biden's in Virginia tonight. Oh, what? That's pretty close. Should we go right now? Actually, actually, I did tag him in the tweet. He can watch on his flight home. There you go. There you go. That's that's what he'll do, I think. But you know, I mean, dreams are a big part of uh, of our family. You know, yeah. I, I, we have dreams for you, Dan. Dreams for your your brother Glenn. You know, yeah. not on this show, and of course, you know, dreams for for. Uh, Ben and, and and as parents, we we want to see you guys succeed, and and I think every parent would say that that they want to see not only that they can be successful, but be beyond what we have been able to do, so that you can you can actually be a better person than than we are. Um, so you know, we we always want to try to to help you do that, and that's part of that advocacy piece too, and dreams, right? That, yeah. that are coming up that you know that we have. So yeah, actually, I was just gonna say about um, can I tie it in with the dreams? You know, when I was in high school, I remember going up to mom and say, "Mom, I worry want to run for homecoming king," and I remember mom going like, "I don't know, Ben." 
I don't know if you can do it. So I just, I was just like, it's gonna happen. But what were you afraid? What was your afraid, Mom? What were you like? What were you worried about? Like you and Dad. We always don't want you to be disappointed. We don't want you to be hurt. Mm -hmm. So we felt like, wow, if, if that doesn't work out, I'm going to have to put the pieces back together. Um, and it taught me a lesson to really just kind of let you go and, and see see what happens. And it's okay if you have to learn those hard lessons. That's okay, too. But to, I didn't have to protect you. Mm -hmm. It was a good lesson for me. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, any of the stuff that you, you actually, Dan, even you, you do, you know, like you went to Japan, you know, we, <laughs> we weren't, you know, crazy about it, but we're like, oh man, you know, we don't know what's going to happen over there. And that's yeah. part of that worry piece. And then, sure. you, know, you, you know, we talked about our faith and prayer and sometimes we have to just turn that over, but, you know, I'm thinking of Ben even driving and, and yeah. People when they hear that that Ben drives, they, they're like, "What?" You know, <laughs> like their mouth are wide open because you know they don't think about that. But you know that that took extra effort. But you know, thanks, also, Dad. <laughs> also is something that is, is important. And, and Ben, if he if he couldn't do it, you know, we tried. Right. And and, and if it was to the point where he couldn't couldn't drive safely, then then obviously he. We, he wouldn't have gotten his license. So right. there's, you know, that's probably where, you know, you, you got to judge it and say, and make the, make the decision. And, and sometimes those decisions that you make come back a year or two later that you said, Oh, I made that decision. Now you're older. Maybe you, you can do it. You yeah. Know, yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. And, and you know, what's so funny. I'm hoping to drive the Dollywood. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I was going to give a, a quick shout out to the Facebook comments. We've got lots of people giving you love, saying you guys are, are wonderful parents. Um, and then uh, Mrs. Renzi uh, is always shouting out, but she, she made a good point that not only are you guys great parents, but we've had a great family outside of our family. Um, lots of people who have come around Ben um, and us and have supported us from the outside um, and have helped us develop in a lot of other ways. Um, yeah, sure. a big shout out to Mrs. Renzi because you know, she's she's really helped you know, especially Glenn Junior. When mm. when I remember some things that we were going through, and she's and she gave the exact same answers we did, and Glenn accepted her answer a lot faster. <laughs> so, but we appreciate those people in our lives that are that have the same kind of you know philosophy and, and are willing to to support our kids. So yeah, yeah. definitely a sh big shout out to all those folks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Ben mentioned dreams a little while ago, and, and I want to kind of wrap that into our, our couple of final questions here as we're, we're yeah. running, running to the, the end of our clock. Uh, one of Ben's dreams, as we mentioned at the very beginning of the show, was to uh, become a public speaker and, and to do that full time. And so we stepped out in faith and started Benergy One Presentation, yes. the shirt that me and Ben are wearing. Oh, yeah. Um, and Ben's had a chance now to speak at many schools um, and has many more coming up, and he's yeah. very excited about that. But um, what, like, we weren't quite sure what would happen with that. So we're wondering maybe, like, from your guys' perspective, like, what, where do you see that? Uh, becoming or, or what, do you, what do you see for the future of that company? So it was funny when, when we read that question, it's like, what's your dream? Like it might never happen, but what would, I'm like, wow, I, I, like it's hard for me to even think that big. Um, yeah. Dad came up with a TV talk show. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. 
and that we would take that maybe the the company nationwide and worldwide so that even have opportunities to speak in different states and in different countries that's just the, yeah. Yeah. as big as we can think yeah yeah i love it I yeah love it. and even i can go to dowiewood and and sit oh. next to dowie parton yeah sing country roads there you go yeah it's something that i think is so important um when you're like operating in the way that we are because it's easy to kind of get trapped in in the minutiae of it all but I, I love hearing some exciting, like, you know, wild potential futures. Because um, it would be cool. I mean, if you think about it, is there even right now a, uh, on television, a autism-hosted show? I don't, I don't think there is. Um, and so, who knows? Maybe Ben could be the first uh, yeah. night show autism. Wait night, wait night show with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> like, wait night show with Ben Hartranft. Who knows? Oh, right? man. Who knows? You... I heard there's a heard there's a slot at three o'clock. Well, you know that Ellen's leaving after next year. Sure, Ellen needs a new host, baby. Uh, I guess I could be show. I could be the her new. And you know and you know what you know you know what's funny, Dan. What the guy at the Eagles, his name's Kamal Gray. Mm-hmm. He is on the roots, and he and he is a great guy too. So oh. I mean, I could tell him, hey, if you need a t- late night show guy yeah, from the there roots, you go. There you I could let him know. <laughs> You know, Dan, that's not a question necessarily, but we've always had to be thinking outside the box. Yep. Yep. And I, I would encourage parents that, you know, you you're, you're, you're always have to have your A game as much as possible and that you're always thinking the next move, if possible, you know, it's, it's almost like a chess game, you know, that's with any children that you raise but with with special needs is you know what's what's that next move you know he's he's able to accomplish this now now you know you know he's able to walk now he's able to open the doors now he's able you know yeah, so yeah. these are thinking the next steps so yeah for sure i for love sure. this this is so much fun <laughs> i mean I, I i i'm hoping more dreams do come true yeah um one dream at a time though i just one wanted to ask mom and dad what was your dream growing up yeah wow yeah, you know, so I I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just kept saying I wanted to be a nurse. And then I'm like, wow, do I want to be a nurse? <laughs> you know, it kind of just evolved into that. And the everything worked out. So that was my dream. And I definitely wanted to be married and have kids. And so I'm very blessed that, that all of that worked out as well. So very happy with it. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I first, what I really wanted to be was like a, a store manager or something like that. Really? Um, because I worked like at a seven 11 and stuff like that when I was young. And, and so I, I'm kind of doing that now I'm in business, you know, I, I do software development and, and stuff like that, but it's more on the business side. So I've always been on that business math kind of side. So yeah, for sure. We love that. Yeah. You uh, do a great job as a, as the treasurer and the secretary and the vice president. Yes. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I was I was going to kind of get to our, our wrapping up questions here. Um, so we'll get to those for sure, because I always want to end with that concept of, of anything and you guys want to end with. But um, now that you guys are older, right, and you, you've kind of been through it, and you've talked about how parents who are further down the line helped you, what's like one maybe like important tidbit that you could throw at a younger parent who's maybe going through that process you did? 
I appreciate that. So that was one of my ideas. Um, one is that I really stressed about decisions. Can you imagine that, Dan? I stress. No, I, can, I can't I imagine that at all. Imagine it. Um, but it, it's it's one of my weaknesses. I'm a fretter, and so every time I had to decide, is this the right program? Is this the right medication? Is this the right teacher? Is this the right doctor? It's just such a heavy burden. And one of the wonderful people, Marge, I'll shout out to Marge from Easter Seals. And she said, look, no one decision is fatal. You take all the information that you have, you make the best decision you can, you go for it. And if it isn't right, then you recorrect that course going down the line. So just to take some of that pressure off of all the decisions that have to be made, you just try your best. And if it's not exactly the right one, you can always make a different choice next time. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and go along with that is to keep on trying keep on working, keep on moving yeah. forward with that and, and, and really reach out to those who've gone before. Um, you know, Sandy and I have been willing to talk to parents. So you people online who have questions, please reach out to the website. We, we can try our best to answer those kind of questions or, or direct them. Um, there is some great resources and each state has their own you know, yeah. different pieces. So, but, you know, to, to direct people where they're at and, and, and like Sandy said, nothing is final and just keep on trying, you know, different, different pieces, you know, whether it's, you know, whatever program that is that, you know, and if something's working, keep on tweaking it and, and testing it and yeah. Yeah. And so forth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'll I'll leave the floor to you there, Mom. What we'll do is we'll we'll let you say the last piece you want to say, and then um, we'll leave it open to maybe some questions. So I'm saying that now, so people about, in the you know, comments, commercial if you have any like burning questions, feel free to write this out. You know, yeah. And like um, some of the things we'll that Ben does, and, and, and you know, that. this is the point. We're real. You know, there's there's some great things that happen, and there's some embarrassing things that happen, and that's part of family. Some really, really hard times and some really, really difficult things that we went through. And I don't want to say some of the stuff that's embarrassing or whatever, but just please know that it was not just an easy journey. Um, but one of my favorite quotes is it's not a journey, it's a it's not the destination, it's a journey. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's the journey, not the destination. And right, my right. other one is um, life is not a dress rehearsal. So we're not just practicing for the end game here. Mm -hmm. It is the game. And so you want to do your best with every single day. So if you're in the midst of something really hard, don't give up, right? Yeah. Keep pushing, keep plugging through because there, there are brighter days coming. Yeah. Yeah. Something I, I have a fair amount of experience with is outdoor leadership. And I remember one trip I was on the director of my program. Um, I was like, Hey, like, where, where are we going? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, what, like, what's the end? Like, is there a waterfall at the end? Like, what's the, like, what, you know, what are we going to get to? And he's like, I don't understand what you're asking me. And I was like, I don't understand how you're confused. And we were just like talking past each other. But we eventually realized that for him, every trip was just about being on the trip. Like ah. the, the, the journey was the trip. It wasn't about getting somewhere. Um, and I think maybe growing up, like we did so many trips where it was like we went to a place and did a thing. And so I was so used to this idea of like going to a place and doing a thing. Um, but you're very right. That it's, it's this concept of you can't just be like, all right, I'm trying to get to this point. It's uh, like when you're in the moment and when you're 47 miles on trail, you really don't want to think about uh, it's the journey that is important. But it's true. Like the journey is the important piece. It's not always about the ending. Um, I like the dab. <laughs> I, I know you do, Ben. 
you're being you're being a little distracted. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So yeah. So I I totally hear you on that, and I think that's something that that is super important. I saw today at, at the school that Ben spoke at actually. Yeah. There was a moment where one of the students from the support classes, uh, like, ran right up to Ben. And Ben actually, let, you know, the kid was, like, like two feet tall. And Ben's, like, 6'4". And Ben takes, like, nine steps back because he was terrified of the student that, like, ran at him. And I was just laughing. But I thought to myself, like, Ben was that kid at one point. Like, Ben was the kid who, like, would run up to you and would be right in your face. And sometimes he still is. Sometimes. Yeah. And there was a celebrity, I go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, so I, I do, I remember the times where, like, it it, it, w it felt like it was very hard to manage Ben um, and work with Ben and wow. and even just, you know, be a brother. Because there were times where I was like, oh, like, I don't know, should I say I don't know him? We got like, another comment oh. on Facebook, Dan. I, I know, comment. we're going to get to them in a second, Ben. Let's see, we got... Uh, some questions here. He's got a bunch of love. Um, so we see Ben. So Mike met you at the Eagles game this year. Yeah. Uh, he said you're one of the nicest, genuinest people he knows. I had a great conversation with you. Um, so lots of love coming in. Uh, Jabbar, I do know the Eagles are doing the uh, run and race this year still, right? Yeah. The Eagles also some challenge are still doing the race this year. Um, that's not till April though, right? Not till May. May, May next year, 2020. May. Um, but yeah, I, I think a big part of the show and, and a big goal that we have is to, you know, Ben really likes famous people, as he mentioned yeah. a little bit ago. But no matter who's on our show, we really want to pull out the experiences that person had. Yes. And, and share those with everybody. Absolutely. And so, um... You know, the, the show sometimes might feel a little personal, and that's the goal, because mm -hmm. we, we want to have kind of that open discussion and and share those experiences, yeah. because for us, those experiences were so uh, important and, and really helped develop us. And I know, even personally, there are a handful of mentors that I have that have shaped my outlook on life, but they didn't, like, impart some, like, mind-blowing wisdom they just shared with me how they function and how they live. Um, and, and really that sometimes is just the best that we can do is, is how do we function and how do we live through a certain situation? And um, sharing that with someone can often really help them. Just like that one mom today said that she felt comfortable to talk to her child yeah. about their diagnosis. I, I think that was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. when I heard that, that story, I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. um, we need more people like that in the world. Yeah, for world, sure. World, for sure. Uh, so I think from here, we'll... we'll uh, can I just say my final thoughts? Yeah, you can, Ben. Go so ahead. I just wanted to say um, to everybody out there, having autism is really not a bad thing, and it doesn't characterize who we are. Everybody is unique and special, just like a rainbow. And I wanted to thank my mom and dad for coming on tonight. And you know what, guys? Let's be kind to one another. Let's go out there this week. Go do something tomorrow. Go hold the door. Go buy somebody a cookie. Go buy somebody a candy. I don't care. Let's go find somebody lunch. Just go be kind this week. All right, guys? Amen to that. Uh, we want to thank Glenn and Sandy, our parents, for being on the show. Uh, it means a lot that you guys are willing to come on and, and talk about uh, our skeletons in the closet. <laughs> so thank you guys again. 
We really appreciate it. Uh, to everyone watching, thank you so much for tuning <laughs> in. Uh, thank you for bearing with me with the tech yeah. problems. And then um, next, I think I have it figured out. Our next show. Sorry. I think I have it figured out for our next show, so don't worry about that. We should be good for next time around. And then our next show is November 9th, mm -hmm. and David Vincent and Bobby is going to be our guest mm -hmm. from uh, right before your eyes. And if you haven't seen the movie yet, I highly recommend seeing it. It is really good. Yeah, he's a director, and it's about kind of, uh, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, a father with a son with special needs and kind of their journey um, and he's going to be on the show next uh, what's it the ninth night November yeah. ninth same time same places we'll uh, see you then and you have a great Halloween everybody if I don't see everybody yeah for sure thank you so much for watching everyone and we'll see bye you bye. in a couple weeks bye bye